0: You know, when I leave when I leave this world, you know, and return unto God as I understand him, I wanna leave a mark that continues to give that even when my children grow up, it continue they continue to see the labor and the fruits of giving unto others and planting seeds from their father, you know, and their mother, their family. You know, like like the Cook family. Bill Cook. You know, I read the book Ready, Fire, Aim, you know, the you know, the life of Bill Cook and the fact that he fired then aimed and and for me, you know, that title of that book is it's like don't don't allow anything or anyone to keep you from launching your imagination. You, you can you can get it more focused as you go, but take the step, step out there. And it's a message that it, it spoke. It spoke to me. It continues to speak to me. And I encourage our employees to read that book. I even offer incentive for those that do read that book. And I'm about to start a a book club in 2022. And that will be the first book, you know, that we read um, and have weekly discussions on. You know, the guys, I don't expect them to be fast readers, you know, and some of them have difficulty reading. So we're going to help them out. But we will be having a book club. And our first book may be, you know, the Bill Cook story. Ready, fire, aim. Because it's inspirational, and and you know I'm okay with people calling me stubborn because I, I from reading that book I read I met read about a good-hearted person, but he was stubborn with all capital letters, and that was Bill Cook, and it was in a good way. He didn't let nobody talk him out of his dreams. He didn't talk. He didn't allow failures of other businesses that he tried, and they didn't do so good. Um, before cook medical he he didn't let none of that stop him he was stubborn in his imagination in his dreams and many 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 families are benefiting from this I mean because he wasn't afraid to embrace his dreams his purpose in life him and his family I mean he started him and his wife started with $1,500 in a two-bedroom apartment and now the family you know is what he done what they done It's obeyed the purpose, the imagination that God put inside him. And it created, it was like God was making provisions for thousands of people today. In 2021, from something that he put in Mr. Cook 50 plus years ago. You know, for him to do, for him to live out his life and to do this. And long after he's gone, it's still giving. I mean, people are putting up for their kids college funds because of what Bill Cook and Gail Cook done, his family done, their son Carl. I mean, people are buying homes. People are paying their rent. People are getting out of poverty. People are giving hope. People got uh, health insurance because one man, one one wife, you know, one son, they, they believed in something. And I want to leave that kind of mark to where me and my wife, Anna, we, you know, yeah, of course to have a very comfortable life for my family. I mean, that's just truth. But to be able to help so many people in so many different towns and and, and just change the lives of give people opportunity to change their own lives, because I mean, with that kind of influence, financial structure and power, man, you you can really do a lot of things just like the Cook family and many other people. And I'm not saying you got to have money to make a mark. But I am saying you got to have a money to make a mark. And that's the world we live in. I mean, everybody, everybody got something they can do and should be doing. And I want to do what the Cook family did. And that is to create something with my wife and my family that continues to give to many other people in this community, many other families and help those that are less fortunate. I want to be just like that. I'm ready. I'm ready to fire then aim. And not be afraid of failure as long as I'm falling forward. Because even falling forward is progress. You know, today today was a very mentally, emotionally, you know, taxing day. You know, I'm heading home right now and you know man, it, it, it was it was such a day like that because you know, we we, we we're fighting to keep jobs for these men and women you know a lot of people in this community you know you know use homelessness and addiction and ex-fellas you know as sound bites it sound good you know to get people you know to see you in in a certain way I don't know you know and there are so many churches that pray for addicts, you know, they mention ex-felons and homelessness in their congregation and take it before God, but I can't seem to find a church that will support, you know, that that will help us in this ministry of being able to create a job and housing at the same time. I mean, people are fighting to give these men and women housing, or people are trying, are uh, fighting to give these men and women a job, but nobody is doing it simultaneously. Because, and, and, and the thing of it is, is that people who have the job aren't really working with the people that give the housing. So, I'm not understanding. You know why? Why is it so hard and t- t- difficult to get support? You know, not only financially, but even it's just volunteers. You know, if you're a therapist, if you're a counselor, if you're a psychiatrist, you know, you can talk to these men and women. You know, we can't pay you yet, you know, because we still are, are pretty much um, doing this part of the ministry from from our blessing. It's what God gives us from our company that, you know, at times God tells us to, to pay a rent. to. To get someone their deposit for, you know, a place to stay. You know, and it's not something that we're sharing. You know, for accolades, it's something we're sharing to bring to the attention of this community. And you know, why why are there so little effort in, in, in from, from so many people in really making a difference in the life of people that are human beings that that deserve an opportunity to rebuild their life, if they do not deserve the opportunity, then why is our justice system letting them out? I mean, why are we even sending them to prison? Because it's it's like we send them to get punished, but when they come home, they got to fight to get a job. They got to fight to keep a job. You know, if an ink pen misplaced at work, they usually are the only suspect, only for the person to find the ink pen later in their own pocket. You know, but that's, that's part of it. You know, nobody's, I'm not looking to make excuses or, or, or to say, oh, poor addict, when everybody got their storms, everybody in life got problems. But I am fighting and advocating on doing what I can, me and my wife, Anna, and what, what can we do to not only help people get an opportunity to rebuild their life, but helping them rebuild their life, it helps the entire community because when you give a person, you know, you you won't give them a job, and you won't give them a place to stay. What do you believe is going to be their natural reaction when they get hungry? Of course, their natural human instinct will lead them to doing something illegal in order to bring, you know, meet their necessary needs, shelter, food, and, you know, and, and to feel significant and and, and accepted, you know, it, enough, there's not enough being done to get people who can't afford the cost of living in our community. Everybody's talking about it, but don't nobody do nothing about it. And those that try to do something about it, they got their hands tied because of so much politics because of so why is there so much politics when it comes to the lives of human beings why is there so much red tape when it comes to helping a human being this is a human being that needs housing this is a human being that's sleeping outside right now it is 14 degrees outside and we got human beings that are sleeping outside while some of us are sleeping in places that we can't We got so much square footage, we we don't even see the whole house in a week. But yet we don't, we're not moved to do something about the very human beings that sleep outside in this weather that has nothing to eat and they're within a half a mile from us. They're across the street, we see them. We threw enough away, we threw enough food, the amount of food in the trash in a day sometimes that could feed a family. It could feed a family. But we'll throw away steak, chicken, hamburger, spaghetti, or just put it in the refrigerator until it molds. But either way, it goes. Why? 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 Why can't we do more together? And if a person don't want to be hands-on with the people in the parks and the people at Shalom and the people at the missions, then then plant seed in the people that are doing it. Plant seed. Give seed and support without so much red tape. because I mean, people that are outside right now do not have 30 days to find out if they can get a place to stay. They don't have 30 days to find out, you know, if they're going to have an address in order to not be violated on parole or probation because they don't have an address. They got to have a stable address to be released from prison. If not, they drop you off at a... At a at, at, At a cheap motel with no money You know, no ID most of the time And you're expected to pay $1,300 a month At these slimy hotels But yet you don't even have a job They drop you off but without a job You don't even have a job You don't have a place to stay You come home and the deck Deck is stacked against In poverty and people wonder why so many people relapsing because they depressed. They're depressed because people praying for them, but won't nobody do nothing for them. Very few are acting on the very prayers that they are doing every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday night Bible studies, but won't nobody help these people. Not only, I'm not, I'm not attacking the churches. I'm I'm talking about corporations. I'm talking about banks. I'm talking about property owners. If you you don't want them to live in your property, at least donate to people that are trying. Plant seed into people that are trying to get these people housing and a job. Accountable housing and accountable employment. Because until they get their mind in a better place, they need... They need all the support they can get. They don't just need the job. They don't just need the housing. They need a wraparound structure. They need mentors. They need people that care. They need to talk to psychologists. They need to talk to therapists. I'm telling you what it takes because I've done it. I put myself through those things. I didn't trust my thinking when I came home in 2015. I didn't just trust the fact that I was walking with God. My mind was messed up. It's not me doubting God. It was me doubting me. I didn't believe in me, you know. I believed in the word, but I didn't. I, I didn't believe in the way my mind, the way I was wired, was defining the word because there was no one that there was no one waiting on me at the gates when I came home from prison. I got dropped off by the county sheriff. The county sheriff came and brought me home from prison. I was in a van that looked like a dog cage, and all I did was stare out the back window through holes in the wall. It just, I was at war. I was still angry with the loss of my grandmother. I was going home from prison seven years locked up, homeless to a reentry program. But I was placing myself inside a halfway house. I was so committed to going to this halfway house, I started paying my rent from my commissary account months before I got released from prison. I started paying rent at the halfway house from the commissary money on my account while I was still in prison because I was committed to not coming back. So my actions began to reflect the very things that I knew I had to do. And one of those things was that I got a therapist. I had a ther- It wasn't court ordered. Probation didn't make me do it. Proboral, it wasn't a ju- it wasn't re-entry program. I'd done it. I paid for that. I didn't have insurance. But I needed help. I wanted to talk to someone. And I know men and women coming home from prison. They're coming home afraid. And they're coming home angry. They're angry, man. They're angry with all the expectations. They're angry that they know. Prison made them realize that they threw away. Whether they had an apartment, a house, a family, a marriage. They threw it away. And they're angry. Because they're not in a position to try to retain Regain any of what they lost you know they did the time society law said they had to do time they did the time but they're not coming they're coming home to jobs where they don't hire felons if they do they don't hire this kind of felon well this kind of felon is a human being too this kind of felon is a human being too So if we don't want them sleeping in the parks and we won't give them a place to stay and we won't give them a job where they can rent a place to stay and you won't support people that are trying to help them, then you tell me what you expect to happen in this community.